So that leads us to a question of, are there personal boundaries within marriage? Are there boundaries within relationships? And is that Christ-like? Welcome to the New Life Church Podcast, where we dive deep into the timeless truths of the Bible. My name is Jake, and I'm absolutely thrilled to be your host. In each of these episodes, we'll unpack the richness of the scriptures, exploring how its teachings can bring new life and meaning to our everyday existence. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, and uplifted as we navigate the profound wisdom of the Bible together. This is a place where faith meets daily life. This is New Life Church. And the next thing I want to talk about is parental enmeshment. The concept of enmeshment, um, in psychological terms, it refers to a dysfunctional family dynamic where boundaries between individuals are blurred or non-existent, leading to an unhealthy level of emotional closeness and dependence. So while the term enmeshment uh, itself may not be found in the Bible, uh, certain biblical narratives and principles can be interpreted to highlight the importance of healthy boundaries and individual autonomy within relationships. So we're going to talk about relational boundaries within the family. Enmeshment, blurred or non-existent boundaries leading to an unhealthy level of emotional closeness and dependency. We see this concept mentioned here in Ephesians chapter 5, where Paul writes, and he says, Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So that leads us to a question of, are there personal boundaries within marriage? Are there boundaries within relationships, and is that Christ-like? And so here's what we have to, to look at. When we look at Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one. So when Paul says this, he's not just making it up because he's inspired by the Holy Spirit, but he's directly quoting what happened from the beginning of time. Is that we go all the way back to Genesis chapter 2, and God tells Adam and Eve, who have no parents, that this is what they are to teach their children. That you are to be different from us. That when you leave our home, you are not to be attached to us or your wife's parents. They were to teach this principle to be passed down from generation to generation. That whenever you are married, your parents, your siblings are no longer your immediate family. They are now your extended family. That's not two joining each other's family. It is two becoming a different family. So here you have one family, you have another family, their kids, they get married, and now you have a third family. It is not one big family. Because whenever it's one big family... That is enmeshment, and there is a lack of boundaries that is ungodly. And it will lead to the destruction of your family, of this new family that's created. You are to be different from your parents. 
You are not to create a marriage that looks like your mom and dad's or her mom and dad's. You're supposed to create a marriage that looks like what God has in store for you and your wife. So this, this verse, it emphasizes the establishment of the new family unit through marriage, leaving one's parents and forming an independent bond with your spouse. We see this happen when parents uh, raise their children to be children. Parental enmeshment happens when you raise your kids to be kids instead of raising them to be functional adults. It is your job to raise them up in the ways that they should go. I do not expect my son to act like a 13-year-old when he's 23. You have to raise them to not be children. So whenever you see parental enmeshment in a marriage wherever the parents get to meddle, and get to speak into the marriage and begin to speak in how things are done in your marriage, you were not raised to be a functional adult. You were raised to be a child. Because when you step out of that relationship and you step into a marriage, you're stepping into mutual submission to one another, not to your mom and dad. All right? We see this happen when parents, as I was saying, they don't teach their children that they can differentiate as adults. We go home for Thanksgiving dinner, for Christmas. There's nothing wrong with that, but you do not have to do that. It is important for you to build family traditions for you and your family because you're a new family. If that involves going to grandma's house, that's great. But you are a different family. You are a a different child. You are a different person, and you are now in a new family that is independent of your other family. It's biblical that you are different than your previous families. And I say previous families because they're now extended. This is your family unit that you are focusing on. So parents of adult children, allow them to differentiate. Allow them to find who God wants them to be in their family unit. Adult children who still have their parents, allow yourself to explore what God has for you. That doesn't mean be disrespectful and dishonorable because that that promise that we read in in chapter 6, it never goes away. Right? Always honor your, your mother and father. But being different from them is not dishonoring them. And that is an important concept that we need to understand. So what do these things look like? Whenever there's enmeshment, parental enmeshment with a a newly married couple, you'll see that the newly formed couple will struggle to know each other because you are trying to learn your spouse through the lens of your parents' eyes. And so whenever you are enmeshed with your parents, you will begin to look at your spouse differently and you will never truly know them. And if your wife or your husband has ever said to you, you don't even know who I am. If that's ever come up in discussion, you need to look at your relationship between you and your parents and see what that looks like today. This is the word of God. They will most likely struggle to some degree financially. If you do not differentiate and you are enmeshed on your parents, and you were raised to be an adult child and not an adult, you will always have your parents as a safety net and will not learn good biblical financial principles 
and take care of yourself. And that is where a lot of financial struggle in, in married couples, and I'm not, just, not saying that you don't have things happen like cars breaking down and you know, things going like that. Lord knows I know all about that. And uh, you have life emergencies happen, and that doesn't mean that you can't ask for help. But if you find yourself in a constant need for that, then that means you have to identify the problem and what's going on and seeing if you are too reliant on the family around you. All right? This is probably the most important thing that will happen if there's enmeshment in your marriage, and that is the two will not truly become one flesh. You may be intimate and you may be intertwined in the way that the Bible says that you can be, but that doesn't mean you become one flesh because you're still attached to a different family. And so what that looks like is there will always be uh, someone else involved in your marriage. We've all probably been in some situations where other people wanted to be involved in our relationship, telling us how it should be done, telling us what they think, telling us how if we would have done this better, or if we would have done that differently, don't do this, don't do that. That is not you two becoming one flesh. That is you, your spouse, and someone else being involved. And that doesn't have to be an affair. That means you have someone else that is controlling how you think within your relationship. And that is not godly. That is not how God has it designed. And this leads to a power struggle to see which one of you will integrate into the other's family. So if you two do not become one flesh, there will be a power struggle. Hey, we're going to my families for this. No, we're, I want to go to my families for this. And my dad always did it this way, so that's how we're doing it. Or no, hey, my mom always did it this way. This is how I would like to do it. And it becomes a power struggle seeing if you can get your spouse to join your previous family. And that is not what God has in store for you, and it is a fault line. All right, for husbands that are enmeshed with your parents, this is what it'll look like. You will be emotionally unavailable to your wives. You will be either completely passive or in conflict all the time. It, it, there, there's no in-between on that. You will either be passive and sit back and just play the victim all the time, or you'll be hyper-controlling and in conflict with your wife all the time. This is what enmeshment for husbands looks like. You will feel like you are the victim all of the time. You will feel like your wife is bullying you. You will feel like every time your wife says something to you, you have to defend yourself, and that's because you have this other ear, uh, this other voice in your ear telling you how good, how sweet, and you're my precious baby boy. That's, that is what happens with enmeshment, and it will hamstring you in your relationship. And this is enmeshment looks a lot like narcissism because it's always the other person's fault. And I am the victim, and you become the center point of your relationship, and that's not how it should be. No single person should be the center point of the marriage. But if you are enmeshed, you are the center point, and the things that are on your axis is your mom and dad and your wife or your husband. And they're revolving around you, and that leads to emotional narcissism.
And if you're enmeshed, I guarantee you, your mother has a lot to say about your relationship. And this is for the men. I guarantee you, if you are enmeshed with your parents, it is most likely not with your dad. Your mom will have a lot of input in your relationship and you need to cut that off. For wives that are enmeshed with your parents, uh, you desire headship, but struggle with submission. You look for stability outside of your husband, which typically looks like calling home to your dad. Say it because your husband doesn't know how to do something or doesn't know how to fix something. And it's fine to, to say, hey, we need help with this, but you're always looking for stability outside of your home. Uh, if you're enmeshed, you talk to your mother about every detail of your marriage. And I'll just say it, ladies, don't do that. You compromise the security of your husband and you will, make, you will turn a confident man into an insecure passive one if you betray his trust by talking to your mother about the entirety of your relationship. This is in the Bible. This is what we're teaching here. And you will, um, you will talk to your parents about solutions for your struggles before you talk to your husband. So you may be struggling, you may be going through things, and before you go to your husband to see what his plan is, what he wants to do, you will go to your mom and dad and say, Mom, Dad, this is what we're going through, this is what we're struggling with, this is what we're fighting with, what do you think we should do? And then you go back to your husband and be like, Hey, I was talking to mom and dad today about what we're going through, and whenever I talk to them, this is what they said we should do. This is what I think we should do, because mom and dad said so. That is parental enmeshment. All right. And so when I say this, I'm saying this to married couples and I'm saying it to the parents of adult children. You need to look for these signs in yourself. If you find yourself inserting yourself into your kid's relationship. And if your daughter comes to you and says and starts talking to you about all their struggles, the first question should be is what does your husband have to say about that? That is your parent, that is as a, as parents of adult children who have formed a new family that is now your extended family. It is your responsibility to teach them in that moment. If they haven't learned it already, it is your responsibility to cut that off and say, I am here to help you when you need help, but you need to talk to your husband first. You need to talk to your wife first. Don't tell me about all your problems. Because you know whose side I would take if you did. You have to be honest with yourself because I, t I tell you, if my kids, when they're in relationship, that's going to be difficult. If they come to me and they're telling me how bad they're hurting and how much pain they're in and, and suffering, I'm going to love them because they're my children. Right? But I have to do the right thing and cut that enmeshment off and set a boundary for them to say, this is your job to leave and cleave to your wife. And then there's a third component that we don't talk about, and that's that weaving. Becoming a new creation in Christ. So learn godly boundaries with your newly extended family. Talk to your spouse first and then seek counsel together from your families. It's not, a, it's not a bad thing to go and get counsel from people who have done it before you. 
right? There's lots of wisdom in your parents. They've made a lot of mistakes through their life. They've gone through a lot of things. They've seen a lot of things, and they've had a lot of victories. But you need to talk to each other first, then together go to your families individually. So husbands and wives, go to your, your, go to your wife's parents and say, hey, we're struggling with this. What do you think? This is what we've talked about. Husbands, go to your uh, moms and dads with your wife and say, hey, this is what we've talked about. What do you think? I would love your counsel. I would love your godly input. And then making a decision on your own. All right. For kids, we see this in Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 16. It's the story of Cain and Abel, which illustrates the dangers of unhealthy sibling relationships. Cain's intense jealousy and rivalry with his brother led to destructive consequences. It can be seen as a cautionary tale about the negative outcomes of enmeshment and unresolved family issues. And this happens when there are no boundaries placed between siblings. And what this looks like is the, uh, is the oldest sibling is looking for justice and the younger sibling is looking for fairness. If you don't have any boundaries between you and your siblings, it's because you're either looking for justice or fairness, and those are not the same thing. And it's usually the older one, he did this, I want ramifications now. And if you're the that's not fair. They got this and they do that. They get to go out with their friends. They get to talk on the phone. And this goes into adulthood. If you, if you don't set up good boundaries between you and your siblings or uh, cousins or anything like that, at this stage, you will allow strife to grow in your heart and it'll grow into murderous hate. Because that's how the Bible describes hate. So when uh, this happens, when differentiation is not facilitated between children, and, there, and this leads to a sense of murderous rage that happens when they are not told no. When your kids aren't told no, your brother or your sister is allowed to do this thing, you are not. When that never happens, that will lead to enmeshment between your children, and it will be an emotional dependence of this constant trying to make things fair. That's what happened to Cain and Abel. Cain presented an offering. Abel presented a different offering, and that offering was accepted, and Cain's was not. And he became so filled with hate that he killed his brother. Now, hopefully that doesn't happen <laughs> to you guys, but it may look like something like cutting your sibling off. In, in adults, it may look like I'm not going to speak to my sister ever again because of what they did. All right, kids, you do not get off the hook because we go to chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. And it says this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother because this is the first commandment with promise. That it, may, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Amen. All right. Children, there's fault lines in your life if you're disobedient and rebellious. There's a fault line in your life if you find yourself in constant disobedience and rebellion to your parents or your guardian. You have to look at yourself and say, I am called to be obedient. Disobedience leads to defiance. And those are different things. 
Disobedience is when you're told to do something and you don't do it. Defiance is whenever you look back at whoever told you that and says, I will not do that. You can ignore your parents. You can ignore who they're, what they're saying, and that's disobedience. But that will always lead to defiance, which is, I won't do that and you can't make me. There's no punishment that you can do that's going to convince me to do this thing. And defiance leads to rebellion. And the Bible calls rebellion the sin of what? As of witchcraft. Okay, so rebellion is a big deal. And it starts with disobedience. This will lead to a lack of honor and respect. This lack of respect and honor for your parents will always lead to disdain for your parents. Where you look at them and you say, ugh. I don't want to be anywhere near them. I don't want to be around them. They're just always getting on to me. And then that will always lead to disregard for what they said. And if the reverse of the promise is true, it'll lead to a shorter life. It'll lead to a shorter life because the promise that God has for you is that if you honor your parents, honor your father and mother, the promise is that your days will be long on this earth. Amen. That is the promise. Parents, that doesn't take away from you. Uh, you cannot neglect and be indifferent to your children. This is where parents fail to invest time and attention and care and upbringing to their children. Harsh and abusive parenting. The Bible talks about that. Can't just yell and scream at your kids. Abusive parenting doesn't mean that you just beat your kids all the time. It means you put them down. You make them feel bad about themselves. You provoke them to wrath. Provoke them to anger. And God calls us out on that. And it's also a failure to provide spiritual guidance. That is a fault line. It's a failure to, it's a neglecting their responsibility to nurture their children's faith and character and leads to unhealthy authoritarianism. So I want to conclude with this. How do we avoid these fault lines? The answer is simple. We turn to Jesus. I know I went through some heavy stuff today, but the answer is all through Ephesians chapter 5 and Ephesians chapter 6. And all throughout the, throughout the word is it, it's, it's spread throughout this text. How do we avoid, avoid marriage fault lines? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Love them humbly, assertively, sacrificially. Treasure your wives. Wives, love your husbands as the church submits to Christ. In exploring Ephesians 5 and 6, Pastor Brandon has highlighted the profound importance of healthy family relationships as delineated in the Bible. Just as a well-tended garden yields a bountiful harvest, nurturing our family bonds with love, respect, and biblical guidance enriches our homes and our lives immeasurably. Let us heed the call to cultivate stronger family foundations rooted deeply in the limitless truths of Scripture. Challenge yourself to examine the foundations of your own family, striving for mutual love and respect so that you can build a stronger, God-centered family, one intentional step at a time. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the New Life Church Podcast. We are truly grateful for each and every one of our listeners, so thank you. For a full transcription of today's sermon and more resources, head over to our website at newlifechurchspringfield.com. 
I can't wait to dive into the next episode with you. Until then, stay connected, stay inspired, and God bless. See you next time.